What is the cleanest shape? A circle? No. A purellelogram. <laughs> a purellelogram. What'd you do today? I made more granola. Oh! Yeah. Okay, I gotta know, where'd you get the granola recipe? I found it on the Oshi Glows website, but I've adapted it. So I kind of have added a couple things, changed the quantities a little bit, and as per your request, did not add salt. The salt kind of messes with it. I agree. Yeah. Is so, salt in the original recipe? There is, yeah. It adds, I, I want to say almost like a tang. It adds something that's not good. It, it combines with something else in the recipe, and it brings a flavor that is no magusta. Hmm. I don't think it mixes well with yogurt. <sighs> salt, but yeah, and then I uh, went on a couple of walks, got our tax return papers. Oh, yeah. I saw uh, on my most recent walk this evening, I was walking by a house and noticed they usually have a black and white cat that's sitting on the back of the couch yeah. looking out the window. So I kind of was like looking around and I saw the cat, but I couldn't see its head. And then I realized that it was turned upside down and all four of its paws were in the air. So it was like sleeping. He just quit. I think. I I didn't watch it long enough to see whether it was alive, but he was like upside down in the most uncomfortable looking position, but his paws were all kind of like just in a comical position. Couldn't really see his head, but maybe he was comfortable. He he was hopefully sleeping, but. Yeah, cats are kind of built for weird sleeping configurations. Hmm. Yeah. They love it. He's living on the edge, though, because what if he falls between the window and the couch? He's got a lot of trust for that couch. Well, they usually land on their feet. The theory used to be that cats always land on their feet, but I think we need to revise the theory that cats usually land on their feet. Have Mythbusters debunked that? Do cats always land? They must have. Do you think Discovery Channel would let two guys with mustaches drop cats? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It's probably not humane to test that way. There are some people who um, who do say strange things, and our next guest, Mike Sheehan, is one of them. A master of segues, a stand-up comedian, a father, a pastor, and a, uh, a philosopher. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him on the phone, and I'm going to let you lead the way with philosophy questions, okay? I will try my very best. Yeah, just try and keep him on philosophy. <sighs> We're trying. Let's see if he's there. Yes, hello? Um, hey, Mike. Hi. hi, is Mike there, please? Hey, how's it going? Oh, that is Mike. We just wanted to call you, see how you're doing. Yeah, not too much. Hey, can you guys hear me okay? I'm on a uh, headset. Um, yeah, that should be that should be fine. Okay, 
did you, was I supposed to know? Like, uh, was this not supposed to be like a surprise call? You know what I mean? Where you guys were calling me? I was like, oh no, I wasn't ready to talk about any of this. And then we pretended it's all casual. Yeah, we were, we were pretending we were calling to see if you were available. Like, you know, we, we pretend off the top, like, Lane, let's give our friend Mike a call and see what he's up to. And then, whoa, he's at the phone ready to talk. And he has no nothing to do right now. That's so amazing. And so far, we're like five for five for people picking up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I just happen to be tapping on my head. So it's lucky that you guys called, actually, so that <clears throat> we could know the volume. What are you guys uh, calling this podcast? What's it called? It's called The Great Indoors. Oh, The Great Indoors. Okay, nice. So it's nice. it's not it's not really it's a working title because this whole thing is still we're still piecing it together. So um, the great indoors comes from we struggled to set up sort of a soundproof area in our basement. Yeah. So our solution was to set up our tent in an office and cover it with blankets to oh, no, I- create a little soundproof booth. The problem with it is that it smells like farts and it's very warm. Yeah. Yeah. It would be in the basement, eh? It's in our, it's oh, in our, it's in our main floor. Yeah. Do you guys both work in there? Yep. That's why it smells like farts. Yeah. Okay. How are you doing in all of this? Uh, I'm doing good. We got the family here. Uh, so me and Emma and then three kids. And, and then one on the way in May. It's just us in our uh, palatial estate that we have in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. You guys have been to Kitchener, right? Uh, we've been through it. We don't like to stay that long. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Not a lot of culture here in Kitchener. No. You got to go uh, to Cambridge for the culture, the local culture. That's right. <laughs> we have October where you get just like alcoholics pretending to be German, and that's the extent of Kitchener culture. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it was like, I thought it was vegans pretending to like sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Guelph, man. That's like south end of Guelph, is it? Yeah. Where's the university around south? I don't know. There's got to be a vegan sausage restaurant in Guelph. Probably. Yeah. And I think things are good here. This is like Kitchener's like not a. It's kind of a city. Uh, it is a city, but it's not really. So like everybody still drives here. Not everybody, but you know, like most people drive. Mm-hmm. And people have detached houses and stuff, so people just like uh, are sheltering in place or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's like because there's not that many people. Like you can go to the park and not run into people and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, you get all the you get all the um, amenities of like the big stores and whatever else. Two Costco's, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's okay. It's like I described it to my friend like uh, we're like suburban pioneers you know we're like from pioneer days yeah with our like kids we're just like hey we gotta like gather supplies and hunker down we can't talk we can't rely on other people you know yeah uh, and yeah we also have Netflix and eat steaks so it's that's the world it's pretty good life it's okay it's okay how do you guys, what do you guys find in the, the like, uh, small town, the rural setting, if you will, for how people are responding and stuff? Well, we're not super rural anymore. Now we're in town. And, um... Do you guys have a Walmart there? We do. I've never been. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah, I've never Walmart been. Walmart gets you on the map. That means you're definitely on the map. I feel like you've got a Walmart. Yeah, otherwise we'd have to go to Windsor to get everything, which... 
would suck. And that's we got like four grocery stores, though. It's not that big a deal. We got four grocery stores. Mm, We got two Tim Hortons. Yeah, there's like enough stuff. We got three Tim Hortons. You got enough. You got that chicken and pizza place. Got that chicken and pizza place. Got 241 pizza. Yeah. We got a McDonald's. We have a Starbucks. I remember the drive. We went to the driving range there. uh, We went to the driving range. Yeah, in Leamington. Yeah. And yeah, it was empty, man. We just got working there. Like he was, he was like cutting the grass, and he didn't care at all that we were there. Like he didn't come in to get our money or anything. (laughs) No, he just watched us walk in and said, "They'll figure it out." (laughs) That's awesome, man. There have been a lot of people on the trails, though. So. Oh, yeah. Like, is it, can you get into the park, like, uh, Peely? Peely's closed. Um, you could yeah. walk or bike in, but it's okay. closed to cars. Um, but things like the Hillman Marsh, there's, like, quite a number. We've been there a couple times in the last few weeks for birding purposes, and there have been okay. a lot of people walking and running because it's one of the few places that you can still access. Right, um, But... Yeah, so that's the difference here is that it's it's warming up and the weather's nice and I think people want to be outside, but everyone's doing that, so it's really hard to stay away from people. Oh, interesting. We've, yeah. se- we've seen cool. some folks gathering as vectors of disease. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should take all those people it. and lock them in a mall. Yeah, I guess, man. But you guys probably don't have a mall there, do you? In Windsor, there's a mall, <laughs> no. so it's far enough away. Take <laughs> to Windsor. Can you imagine? That's like some Canadian movie. You're gathering all the infected people. Taking them to Windsor to yeah. lock them in a mall. Well, they might be infected. They might. They might not. But I mean, a mall. If you get locked in a mall, if you had a hundred people locked in a mall, they could survive there for a while. Yeah, yeah, no, they'd be fine. Man. I mean, the they, they, the problem is the fashions would go out of style. You'd have like the gang, yeah. the gang that and that lives in the Banana Republic. You'd have another gang that's like running Taco Bell. Yeah. Okay. So based on the food court, uh, food <laughs> restaurants in the food court. Yeah, yeah. Like they would still, I guess they would still run. It'd be like this weird bartering system in the mall of, like the stores are their own towns and they barter with the towns nearby. So you can get you can get like twenty five tacos for a pair of Adidas. Nice. But Man, the, this is yeah. The 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 conversion doesn't go both ways. Like if you want to get a pair of Adidas, it's forty tacos. I'm just, I'm amazed at how flashed out this is right now. (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking a lot about what to do with these vectors of disease. (laughs) You got blueprints in your tent, in your farting tent. Yeah, they're written on the walls in chalk (laughs) and blood. But okay, man, so something you do that uh, nobody on our show has done before is, uh, or nobody, none of our guests have done before is stand-up comedy. And stand-up comedy has been a big part of your life for the last four years, three years. Mm-hmm. So um, what's happening in the stand-up comedy world right now? What are the stand-up comics doing? And do you know any good COVID jokes? Have you heard any bangers? COVID jokes? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think Twitter is like, Twitter seems to be pretty active right now with comedy. Okay. Uh, there's no there's no stand up anywhere, obviously. Mm-hmm. So there is like these like webcam Zoom shows uh, that are like uh, I don't know, man. It's not the same. That's all. <laughs> it's not the same. It's like have you guys you guys have been on Zoom meetings probably, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you can just picture, man, you tell a joke and then you're just like in looking silence. into like the little squares of people waiting for the delay to like evaporate so they can hear the joke. It's just like there's no timing and stuff. Uh, right. So, so uh, but some people are doing it and good for them is what I say, you know? I support them and uh, love them too. It's a new but, medium. One thought I had was uh, medium, yeah. if I was... If I was funny, one thing I would do would be to just go knock on my neighbor's house or leave them a letter with a time and date on it, and then you be on your driveway standing on a skid painted black with a, yeah. with a microphone, plugged in or not, I don't care, and then 10 feet away from you have as many chairs as there are people in their household and then just do a private show in your driveway for them. <laughs> Or you go door to door and stand ten feet away from their front porch and then give them right, a comedy yeah, set. Yeah. That is uh, that would be better than a lot of shows that uh, I did back back in the before time. You know? <laughs> 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 the before time. Mm. Yeah. BC before COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. It'll take a while to get back. I think. I'm not like a pro, I'm as amateur as they come. So I'm not necessarily mm. personally like, speak to the industry, you know what I mean? But, uh, but you're I think a, it'll be, it'll, it'll be late to come back. You're a part of a scene. I'm not asking you about yeah, industry questions. I don't care what's going on in Los Angeles. Like you've got, there's a whole scene where you are. Like you're, there's yeah, shows yeah, all yeah. the time, shows every night. It's not as, yeah, so there's no scene. There's no nothing. No nothing. I did like, my last show I did was like I think Friday the 13th and then what? the kids were like out of school that day yeah that's uh, right from uh, that's when they like so you knew stuff was up but we did the show anyways and it, it was like packed uh, and I think I think the people out of my show um, first of all they like they love coughing on each other which I encouraged I was all part of it early on <laughs> <laughs> um no, they were like, I think they knew something was coming, so they wanted to get out, you know, before, like, a lockdown was imposed. Right. You know, you're like, oh, no, we're not going to be able to go out anymore. Like, a bunch of people were at that show. And it was good, and we are joking around about uh, uh, the fact that, like, this could be the end of the world and stuff, and then uh, the next thing you know, we're not allowed to go outside, but we have everything we need. So, uh, it's weird, man. It's weird. And then, yeah, when, when things start rolling back, it seems like uh, or people coming out to organize comedy shows and organize, like, music stuff, That I think for the public, that'll be one of the last things they feel comfortable coming to regularly. Right, because it's a big crowd. Like, yeah, this crowded, especially comedy clubs and little places, like, people are just packed in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, on the other hand, you might get people that are just, like, have been waiting to get out for so long that they go to everything they go out all the time I don't know it might be that, it know. might be that stuff that went out of style is going to come back like we're going to go watch a, uh, we're going to go watch the county's best whistler at the legion <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's like he's in a special stage that's like marked off yeah at least 12 feet away I would do I would do yeah. comedy behind plexiglass yeah or yeah, like absolutely. make yourself a plexiglass box yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny, man. That's the other thing is like, are, is people are people in the mood for jokes? I think some people are, but uh, yeah, 
some people definitely aren't, I think. Yeah, it's so a weird time, man. It feels like things are kind of settled down. I feel, I feel like there's like kind of less anxiety now this week. What is it, like, what are we, the 7th of April? I feel like there's less anxiety this week than, like, the first week of the lockdown. What do you guys think? Hmm. Yeah, people have probably settled into it a little bit more. They're like, okay, I can, you know, there's still food in the grocery store. I'm working yeah, yeah, yeah. or I'm not working and I'm just at home. Those that are at yeah. least respecting the guidelines, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm wondering I when think- people are going to start saying, like, F this, I'm going outside. Yeah. Like, I'm wondering I when the resistance rises. Yeah. I think most people won't unless you're, I mean, if it gets hot out, you don't have air conditioning and stuff, or you live in a big city. I think people have what they need at home. That's my theory. A yeah, but I'm, I'm wondering when it's going to turn into just like people have gone so stir crazy. Because mm. there's folks who don't, I think there's a lot of people who have sort of like creative outlets and yeah, can, sure. can find other things to do other than TV. Yeah, but yeah. I, there's probably some folks extroverts, out there. Extroverts, man. This is the hardest time in mm-hmm. uh, history for extroverts. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Introverts, this is the greatest time that there's ever been. <laughs> yep. <laughs> introverts could be out here. They're like, oh, I know, I find this very relaxing. <laughs> I'm so energized. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> my inner energy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So what? Like, what are you? What are you doing since you're not doing comedy? Uh, doing the kids, doing the uh, work with the church. That's what I do. I pastor a church. That's my real job. And I do like uh, I'd say about it's probably like sixty forty or so in terms of like church work to family work. Family work's like homeschooling the kids and stuff now. Right. Which I have to say, I'm an excellent teacher already. I can tell. Give myself an amazing performance review off the bat. What kind of subjects are you teaching right now? You teaching them about like? Uh, do you do you make them watch American History X? <laughs> American History X. We're learning how to like clean a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> how to count ammunition. Yep. That could be a good uh, life skill eventually. <laughs> exactly. We got to get these. The next generation has to be ready because uh, things could go down from here. Yep. But uh, uh, teach them like just the basics, man. Uh, my kids are like grade three and grade two. So just like reading, writing, math, that's it. So however we get those in, then that's cool. They don't need to know. At this age, like they don't need to know about history and stuff. I don't think. I didn't, when do you need to know about history? At what age? Well, I would argue never. <laughs> yeah that's my world you're constructing what world were you constructing again oh, uh, the mall, the mall. The mall. My, mine is like a dusty uh, paperless uh, world well, with goggles they live outside the mall which has now been locked from the inside and is like full of paper <laughs> The mall, yeah, there's there a is. newspaper in the mall. There's like the weekly mall newspaper of like news that's going on in the mall. It tells you all, the, it tells you the new price of tacos to Adidas. <laughs> yeah. Because the markets are always fluctuating, you know, based on the demand for tortillas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just want the paper. People are like lined up outside the mall looking in the windows. They're like and then the, pa- the, the windows are all papered off though, so you can't see in. They're papered off. <laughs> Old versions of our newspaper just cover the windows with scandalous stories of our former mall mayor. We elected him the mall manager. I think 
this, I hope this is the last uh, podcast ever because this might be uh, <laughs> this might be the best podcast ever. It's definitely the best one you've ever been on. I think so, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, guess, yeah, yo, guess well, what? So what are you guys? Hey, what are you guys doing to keep busy? Zach, you're doing church stuff. Yep. You know what are you doing? I'm off work, so I'm doing a lot of baking and reading and um, trying to keep moving with, like, jogging, walking, some, you know. This is one of the times I'm, like, I realized yesterday, I was like, I'm really thankful for all of Zach's, like, hobbies and interests and things he's come across at thrift stores or free things on the side of the road because we have like a, a heavyweight boxing bag that's currently yeah, suspended yeah. in our garage. And we also oh, no have like, I have sparring gloves and he has sparring gloves. And so I'm like, wow, I can like, I can do something that's different from my usual routine. That's, yeah, you know, yeah. like it's here and it's, you yeah. know, past me, BC before COVID was like, when yeah. am I ever going to use this this um, no, heavyweight? It's, <laughs> it's BT the before time or before time, whatever. Yeah. But before that, I would be like, when am I ever going to use this heavyweight bag? I can just go to the gym and use a heavyweight bag. <laughs> What's a gym? Right, and now I can't go to the gym, but I have one in my garage. So it's like, wow, I'm really thankful that we have all these things that, you know, I thought maybe, I was like, well, you know, I don't really see the use for it, or why do we have all these things, but... You know, gym bag, thrift store, six bucks. Yeah. Yeah, nice. That's a good find, man. For a punching bag. Right now, I kid you not, I have a gym bag in my basement. It is like, uh, I'm going to say like... 16 inches long. <laughs> it's made for a toddler. <laughs> a violent toddler. Yeah. Oh, I got hung, I've had it hung up just like, so the kids can come down the basement and punch their gym bag. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. That is true, though. You end up doing stuff that you, uh, you probably wouldn't otherwise do. I find, like, I'm, like, more present, maybe, on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I just, like, I'm slower. I'm not, like, on autopilot. I don't feel like I'm wasting a lot of time now. I'm just, like, I don't know. I'm just living, man. I'm living, like, I watched this show, this reality show. Tiger King? These guys that lived in Alaska. No, about these guys that lived in Alaska. It's a terrible show. It's called... uh, Alaskan Bush People? No, no. It's just these guys, they live off the grid in Alaska. And Hmm. one of the guys is so philosophical when he's up there it's all like crap like everything they're saying is made up and stupid but he's so I love him so much because he's just like nature man it's the only reality you know <laughs> now like without like society around us in the same way you're like hey man this feels more real that's what I think also because I've been doing like a lot of hallucinogenics since the whole thing started I've got a lot more new theories like are you making your own with like cleaning solutions or uh, are you getting the good stuff just whatever, man. Like, if I find some mold or something, I lick it. <laughs> yeah. You just take, you just get on the ride. Yeah. The, the ride's waiting and you're at the front of the line. You better get on it. What, yeah. <laughs> you ever see that one? What's this? There's a Simpsons where he eats like an all, all uh, sugar squishy. 
and then he has this like five to seven minute trip in Springfield. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good, man. No, I haven't seen that. You know I miss comedy. Remember when he used to do comedy back in uh, <laughs> the before time? The before time. That was my. That was the before time. Before time for me. Now I'm in the second before time. Before time. You have a before you moved down there time. Yeah. Down to the heartland. Yeah, in the deep south prairies of Ontario, baby. Yeah. Essex County, South Shores. <laughs> what is it called? South Shore? I think so. I south Shores? What do they call it? Erie, Shore, Erie Shores. Oh, Erie Shores, yeah. Better not be called South Southwest Shores. Shores. Southwest Shores, that's what we are. The Southwest Shores. Oh, interesting. That's the branding. Everybody's got to be. Yeah. Well, that's going to, yeah, I don't know if that's going to hold up in 20 years. Well, no, not, then we'll be the flooded shores. <laughs> the flooded shores. The water's crazy here, man. The water is, like, way higher than it was last year. And oh, yeah? Yeah, like, flood, flooding is a huge concern here. So, um, Do you guys think, could you guys get flooded in your uh, basement with your tent? We don't. No, um, we, uh, we live sort of, like, in the north end of town, so it's up higher than the lake is. Yeah, up a hill, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, hill is hill is sort of putting it, that's maybe uh, too big of a word. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, like, I mean, it's pretty flat down there. We're on top of the bump. Yeah. Yeah. Point Peely. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. My parents, where my parents live, they live in Coburg. They have, like, I think four cases last I talked to them. Ooh. But they live in, like, a rural setting. Coburg is, like, 15,000 people. Right. And uh, so they just, like, carry on with their day. It's, and it's, like, a, definitely an elderly population down there. But what are you supposed to do? If you live in the countryside, you know, like, you're supposed to, like, stay home and stuff. Well, I heard, go, like, I heard about a group of uh, grannies Yeah. who... They used to always go to Tim Hortons as a gang. They'd be the Tim Hortons gang. They'd roll up and just, like, take over a whole area. They'd be like, get out of our booth. This is our booth. Yeah. And uh, they'd sip their, their, like, steep tea together. And then uh, now what they're doing, because they can't go in the restaurant, is they all go through the drive-thru in their own cars, and then they all jump into one lady's car, and then they sit there and do tea. Nice. That's their move. It's like, you guys, hey, guys. But, I mean, well, if they've been doing that for a few weeks, then what's the risk, right? If they all have the same routine of just go sit at home, go back to meet your it's grannies? Like they're, if they're grannies, they're kind of risking their own lives to do that. I kind of am like, you know what, that's fine. They are risking other people's lives, too, but I don't know. If you're willing to put your life <laughs> on the line to have a team with your elderly friends, I don't know. It's a good friend. You know what they should do is get Doug Ford to drive like a minivan. They can pick them up, then they can do, like, a whole big thing. <laughs> Why Doug Ford? Do you think Doug Ford's handling this well? I think he looks pretty stressed, but uh, I think he's... Yeah, he definitely looks stressed, man. I think he's shooting straight. doesn't like his job right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every, he, he's pissed Sunday because he did so much work at balancing the budget by making the teachers angry that uh, <laughs> now all well, the budget's blown. <laughs> man. I saw a random guy with the best tweet. He was like, it was like, ETF or whatever agrees to settle. And the guy in the comments or whatever, or the, his tweet, 
He's just like, thank God, crisis averted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Love it. (laughs) Yeah, pretty good. Yo, but as a province, as a province, it seems like Doug Ford is uh, keeping it on the rails. I think he's doing pretty good. Uh, I don't know what people are just, seems like, look for reasons to get mad at him. They're like, we should know, we should have known about masks, we should have, like, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, what are you talking about? This is, like, the people that say that probably were denying this was even a thing, like, two weeks ago, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he's doing pretty good, too. Who knows, though? Look, like, I don't know what, I think all he's doing, this is my theory, is he just, like, gets his information from the medical people, and yep. he just does kind of what they say. They're like, and so what'll be interesting is if it gets to a point where, like, politicians start to disagree with the medical people more. At least in Canada, it seems to be happening in America, but if in Canada, they're like, no, go ahead, you know. Uh, yeah. We're going to use some measures, put some people back to work and stuff. And the medical people are like, no, don't do that. Then uh, that'd be an interesting story. But who would want, if you were a leader, would you want to do that? I wouldn't. You just like, if it goes wrong, it's, it's uh, your career's done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For real. We're having, we're having the, the mayor of Leamington on, in, on Monday. Oh, nice. She's going to be on our show. Name? Her name's Hilda. Hilda, nice. The mayor, Hilda McDonald. How long has she been mayor for? Two years. Almost two years. She was elected right after we moved. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no way. New, yeah. uh, new blood in the mayor's office. Yep. yep. It's time. New blood at City Hall. Yeah. She's She seems yeah. like a cool down-to-earth person, so we're going to talk to her about this this crisis. What would you ask a mayor? If you, were, if you could talk to a mayor about COVID, what would you want to know? Yeah, I don't know, man. What would you ask her? First thing I would ask is, like, is it true that the mayor gives out a key to the city? Because I've been on TV, but never in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Who did I just see that got a key to the city somewhere? I think Osama bin Laden or, like, somewhere. He's dead. Oh, no. No, I know he's dead, but somebody... Like the key the to the city of Detroit. I just read a book on Detroit, and somebody got the key to the city. It might have been, like, Saddam Hussein. They gave him the key to the city of Detroit, and then they never even, like, revoked it at any point. Why? They forgot to revoke they, it. They, like, forgot to revoke it. Oh, interesting. They were dealing with their own stuff. I yeah. guess Detroit, they would like him because of the oil, right? They would be like, hey, huh. thanks for giving us all the oil for our cars. Well, yeah. Day. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the relationship was between him and and Detroit, but huh. they they were they gave him the key to the city. What does the key oh, to the city were, even it do? Sounds like they were in bed together. <laughs> they might have been in bed together. I, it does. When you sleep together long enough, you just give him a key. That's the whole point. The key to the city is the thing you get at the end of the cartoon, and then nothing happens. That just, that's just, just the that's end. The point. Once you get it, that's it. You've done it. <laughs> yeah, there's never any a movie that starts with the guy getting the key to the city and then using the key to the city throughout the movie to like solve murders yeah. or something. It's yeah. like, damn, we can't get into the archives. Wait, I've got the key to the city. We can get anywhere we need. I wonder if uh, if there's like a legend behind that, or whether it's just an honor. Somebody just we're gonna have to figure this out. It actually means the city. Well, you know what? You're talking to a legitimate mayor next week. I think I've given you guys like 20 minutes of conversation material. Yeah, that's true. 
Well, we're not really a city, though. That's right. Key to the town. I wonder if the town would have something else, you know, like a padlock. The old town <laughs> scroll. I think it's the old town scroll. <laughs> yeah, the old scroll or like the bell. Here's a bell. Mm-hmm. We'll have to ask her. Yeah. Maybe they just give you a tour of like abandoned schools. Like well, I can't give you a key to the city, but I could take you on a tour of an abandoned school. Okay. We have a few. We have a couple of those actually. Yeah, that's true. Eh? I want. There must be like custodial staff going in, don't you think? Um, you mean like haunting it or? No, I mean like because uh, all the schools that are shut down everywhere. Oh right? no no no! I mean I mean like we actually have some abandoned schools like that are no longer being used. Yeah. Are no longer being used. Well, don't they turn them into like uh, grow ops or whatever they do down there? No, they turn. They got greenhouses oh, yeah. for that. Okay. Yeah. They've mastered the art of growing marijuana. Yeah. They have mastered it here. They yeah. are doing pretty good. They're not hiding out. This isn't a bunch of like twenty-three-year-old dudes who ride motorcycles growing in some abandoned factory. Yeah, growing behind a guy's cornfield in the abandoned school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that I mean I, that might still be happening. I don't know about it if it is, but um, no, they've got huge marijuana greenhouse operations here. Uh, I would love to talk to one of those guys about. Yeah, I man, that would be a person to get on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really interesting. I don't know what they're. It's still the Ontario government. I think you have to buy only mail order right now. Because yeah, they close all the stores as non-essential. Yeah, non-essential. Yeah, that's crazy, eh? What they uh, deem essential, non-essential. You get, like, man, if you're a business on the essential side, you're doing so well, I would expect, you Mm. know? Mm. You're like, people don't have anything, people that do still have their jobs and stuff, uh, they need to spend their money on stuff. So they'll hire your, like, whatever company or buy your stuff, but... If you're closed, man, you're like the uh, I do a comedy show at the Round Table, yeah. not the Guelph one, but like the two, the Kitchener one and the Waterloo one. Yeah, man, it's gonna be hard to see how they can like hang on, you know? Like, oh yeah, there's spots here where um, there's a Mexican restaurant that opened. Oh, They're like yeah. renting from the mo- we have a motel kind of we have a couple motels kind of close to our house, and yeah. in the kind of what was a bar or something in one of them a brand new Mexican restaurant opened and it was massive we went in and just looked at the menu one day huge huge place new menu yeah. new people and like within the month that they opened this all happened it's like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy and they get in trouble like straight off the bat you get in trouble with debt and all that stuff mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be weird how it, uh, like people that have been able to do takeout obviously are still doing okay I think yeah. Or at least they're, made, they're making something. But uh, for a lot of other places, it's going to be weird. Like, I think a lot of streets and stuff and cities are going to look different, different businesses going in and stuff. But yeah. People need to eat, right? So you got to keep yeah. some people. Some people have to be working. Yeah. Except for you guys. Like, you guys are probably in one of the best places in the country if the food chain goes down. Because you'll just go loot the uh, tomato factory and stuff, right? <laughs> you guys will be fine. Lots of fish in the lake. Right now... Do you guys find there's uh, your out of stuff and your grocery stores down there? I haven't been to a grocery store for maybe four weeks, but Tina has. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. there are very few rolls of toilet paper on the shelf, um, like flour, yeast, 
sugar is pretty bare or not existent. Um, I've only gone twice in the last month. So I, yeah. we're stretching like the first time we did groceries, I think we went about two and a bit weeks. And then I just went last week and I think we'll probably make it almost three weeks on what we have now. And oh, nice. just the way, it, I mean, the day I'm going, maybe they get an order that night and there's more things the next day. Like I'm not going often enough to see whether they get like those supplies back in, but I mean, canned goods and soup were pretty bare like a month ago. People were just like filling their carts full of like stuff for the sake of it. Like that. Yeah. I do remember I went about a month ago and the whole produce section, they had no lemons, limes, grapefruits, or oranges. Huh. They seem to have just about everything else, but they didn't have any of those oh, really? citrus. Vitamin C. Yeah. It's a big run on citrus from two weeks ago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, well, and the liquor no, store. No. The liquor store is busy constantly. Right, yeah, yeah. I think people are worried about that one. It's, it's still open for now. It'll be one of the next things to close, though, for sure. Liquor and beer stores. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. That's a rough one. But they, uh, the backup is that a lot of grocery stores have beer and alcohol. So yeah, they have beer, yeah. If sure. people are dependent on that, then they, there is yeah. still an avenue for them to access it. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be scary. Yeah. Maybe they should. Maybe they should just, like, cut everybody off. Just be like, hey, as a nation, we're going to go through sobriety together, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's Justin Trudeau's daily press conference. Part of it is like going through the 12 steps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone should quit smoking and drinking. Whoa. <laughs> right now. But but that's how he could recoup some of this the spending is that the healthcare dollars would go down. Yeah, that's right. If people yeah. were healthier. Well, and yeah. non smoker I mean, smokers are at a higher risk. Yeah. For a new reality. Yeah, that's right. See, okay, here's one of the scariest things I heard in in recent weeks on the radio. The guy was talking about how COVID has caused all of our, uh, like, our how we do science to really change. And, like, talking about how a lot of money was coming in from the private sector to, uh, like, help out scientists working on vaccines, working on um, technology, and even, like, private sector innovations were being sort of given up at low cost to improve ventilators or like hospital technologies. Right. And he said, now we're just figuring this out for COVID-19, but we're going to need all this information for COVID-24 and COVID-25. Right. right. Like as examples of, you know, he's saying in, you know, six years, there's going to be another psycho virus that has the potential to cripple the world again. Yeah. Well, it's been 15 years since SARS. Yeah, but now yeah. today, today the number of people dead in Canada surpassed the number of people killed by SARS. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty crazy. I don't think we're getting a good like uh, out of SARS. We got a good concert. Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think we're getting a concert out of this one. You don't think we're gonna have COVID? <laughs> no, COVID. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so funny. CoveCon. Uh, CoveCon. <laughs> I think people will just be genuinely happy once things go back to normal, like to see each other, yeah, to be able sure. to 
have some sort of normalcy. I hope this gets yeah. people off of screens a little bit. Like I hope, I hope no this way, gives man. people other things. I'm like, uh, you, you guys get the readout uh, every week that tells you how many, how much screen time you did, and like, uh, uh, like if it went up or down by, by what percent. I do. Yeah. 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 Mine is like mine is going up faster than the virus is spreading. <laughs> 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 It's like an exponential. It's like that exponential curve from one week to the next. You got to flatten the curve. Why. Is that on social I media or are you like looking up homeschooling topics? I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing. That's the thing. I it can tell it you. Like, yeah, I should look at that, I guess. That, that It'll give you a report that says how much is social media, how much is productivity, how much is music. Uh, or your kids playing yeah. games on your phone. Yeah, there's some of that. There's some of everything, but I just don't even think about it. See, what happens when I get that readout is like, hey, I'm like at like four hours of screen time, four plus hours. In a day? And I don't, yeah, and I know some people that are more than that. I know some people that get like into like six, seven hours. Yikes. That's crazy, man. What the heck? Hey, and, uh, I want to know something. It is like, yeah. What do your kids think about COVID? What are they, what's their perspective on this whole thing? My kids' perspective on COVID. Yeah, like, uh, what is their perception of what's going on right now? Oh, they don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do. They they know um, uh, that things are different. They know they're not going to school. Uh, they know we're doing homeschool. That's what we're calling it. And uh, other than that, they know, like, they don't see their friends. And we just say it's, like, because of the virus or whatever, because, like, nobody's seeing anybody right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're, like, okay. And then they go back to playing. So that's it. We're not, like, I would say we're not very panicked about it, Em and I. So yeah. uh, I don't think they're picking up on any kind of stress or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so it's, I don't know. It'll be a big deal. One big thing for us is, like, because Emma's due at the end of May, right? like the 20th of May. So there's a good chance, like, those things are still uh, weird, right, like then, or maybe even worse than they are now in terms of, like, hospital stuff. And so that's, like, a little concerning, you know? But at the same time, it's one of those things you like, we can't do anything about it, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that going to be something, like, what's going to happen for delivery procedures? Will you be able to be present, or what's going to happen? Yeah, I guess in Quebec they changed the, uh, they're like, no no partners in delivery rooms anymore in Quebec hospitals and stuff. I think we might just go, like I said, suburban pioneers, so I just might deliver the baby myself. <laughs> yeah. And get yeah, Emma back on her feet, and, uh, you guys have done this we three times, it. so yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know uh, what will happen. She's using a midwife, so they can do the birth at home or they can do it like at other places. So they have like a little birthing suite there. And right now, those are both options, but they may change their policy or whatever and say like, no, we're only possible births yeah. for the next little while or whatever. But the hospital, like, they don't, doctors and healthcare people don't want people going to the hospital right now, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if there's a way that, like, that uh, they can encourage people to not go to the hospital, I think they're all for that. Yeah, I got um, just a lot of love for those. I'm, you've seen, like, photos of nurses and respiratory therapists and doctors and all these folks and just, like, 
You seen the photos of them coming out with bruises all over their faces? Bruises from, from what? Wearing the mask. From the time? mask. They're wearing, like, so you can see, like, the the mask and the oh, goggles yeah. they got to wear. They get, it looks like they've been beat up. Because they're, like, tight. They're sealed to their face. Yeah, they're sealed so tight that at the end of the day, they take it off and, like, they've got just, like, black eyes and marks around their yeah. nose and marks on their chin. So it's, like, yeah. they're they're fighting this hard, man, for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They're having, that's a weird thing. They're having such a different experience. Yeah. We're having like a modified summer vacation, and then they're having like this battle. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's great. That's great. Uh, I'm happy they're doing it. <laughs> I think everybody is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, do you have any grocery stores with plexiglass yet, or like the, that? Yeah, all of them, man. Really? All of them. I, I went to Costco too. What's Costco uh, like? Well, it's the place where middle class people shop. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Costco is like, they were hardcore there for their rules and stuff. It was one of the first places I went with rules. Uh, and they had like everybody lined up and then they do the thing where they like tell you what cashier to go to. Mm-hmm. But the guy, the ba- like the guy that bags the groceries at mine, he was like hardcore. He was like, sir, back there behind the line, sir. Like one of those type of guys, right? Uh, it's the day he's been like, waiting for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I already told you this? No. Okay. Yeah. This is like this is like the the day he put on that red vest. You know, <laughs> he had a dream that he would get to tell people what to do. Was Costco? He's like he's living. He. This is his moment. That's what I realized when I was there. You know, you got back, sir. They're the pros now. They are, they're, yeah. they're doing great. They are also, yeah. uh, they're, they're a lady, I, don't, I shouldn't say a lady, but I assume it was. There was a, a note that came out on the, like, Spotted in Leamington Facebook page. Yeah. And it was, it was t- titled, A Message from All the Superstore Employees. And it was basically berating the public for, like what they were seeing as people going in and just kind of browsing around and they had nothing to do. So they took the kids to the grocery store and it was just like, oh, a, yeah. they'd go in for like one little something. And the, the whole, right. the whole gist of it was like, if you're coming here, like this is a serious situation we're all in. So you need to come here with a purpose. And I, I like that there is like, I guess a greater voice for what you would just like call like a retail. Yeah. Retail uh, people. Retail but people. It's only a certain kind of retail, right? Most other retails get off, like clothing stores, now whole like hardware stores, all kinds of retail sites. Basically, like grocery grocery store retail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whether, whether well, it's food. Retail, like food is so. Think yeah, about like yeah, yeah. how how just like basically necessary that is. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll see if they. I heard they're already getting raises and stuff, and a lot from a lot of the big grocery store companies. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see after this is done, it's going to be hard for them to roll back those raises. You know what I mean? Well, they've so put, I think they're like, they've put like temporary, um, parameters on it. So they're, I don't know if they're calling it like crisis pay or something like that, but I know yeah, yeah, yeah. my friends that are working at Starbucks are getting a premium and they're kind of just like, they're putting time frames on it. So from like, they backdated it to March, whatever. And they're doing it until, 
May 6th or something, and then they'll probably, like, reevaluate if they need to extend it, but... Um, yeah, they're kind of like covering their legal butts about that and saying, well, we're just going to do it for this time during this state of emergency or whatever. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But from a PR perspective, even to roll it back, even though they are allowed to, yeah. I think a lot of people, I think that, uh, well, we'll see what happens. It's not going to sit happens. well. Yeah. Yeah. I just appreciate Amazon, Amazon delivery guys, cheerleader guys, all that stuff. I heard that Canada Post is delivering more packages now than they do at Christmas. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Because you're getting everything. I went to the Costco website, and they've, like, moved to online grocery stores or, like, online deliver right to your house stuff. Wow. You know? Whoa. So you can get, like, a big pack of granola bars or whatever delivered right to your house. You guys should check in. You might not even need a membership for Costco online. Whoa. I could use a club pack of Pop-Tarts like nobody's business. <laughs> yeah, man. They got some good things in there. They had a big pack of Reese's Pieces. That was like a $36 Reese's Pieces thing. Whoa. <laughs> they had, uh, oh, man. They have this bag of pancake mix. It's 10 pounds <laughs> of pancake mix, and it's like 8 bucks or something like that. <laughs> the best. Urban Pioneers. It's like a kettlebell. Oh, that's awesome. I, I get that every time I'm at Costco. That's, he uses it to make waffles. I've had those waffles, man. I've eaten that very recipe that you're talking about at your house. Yeah, that's right. And when else so are you going to need 32 English muffins for two ninety nine? True. A time true. such as this. Yeah. That's right. And it's coming right to your house? Come on. This is better. This is, in some ways, this is better than it was before. I mean, we're, we're, we're looking for funny situations here, but, uh, I mean, honestly, you got to say, like, Costco's got some good prices on stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And in all seriousness, uh, I think we all really do appreciate our grocery store people right now. Yeah, for sure, man. That's why I didn't talk back to that guy in the red vest at all. I was like... You called him sir, I'll bet. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Sorry, sir. Thank you, sir. First you apologize, and then you thank him for correcting me. (laughs) I thank him for his service, and then I ask him, and then I try and buy him a coffee is what I do. But uh, at the coffee... (laughs) The the Costco food thing is still open, though, like where you get the cheap hot dogs. You can get a hot dog still for a dollar with a drink? Dollar fifty, yeah. Dollar fifty with a drink. Yeah. I don't like the drink. I don't like how they force the drink on you. You can't just get a hot dog. No. It's a dollar fifty yeah. for a hot dog and a drink. But I'm like, I don't want to drink this much orange crush. No. I know. But then I, I know. do. I know. <laughs> I go for the Mountain Dew every time for for no reason. I just go yeah. for Mountain Dew. I go for Dr Pepper there. It's because it's all Pepsi ones. It's like Pepsi, Seven Up, Dr Pepper, Mountain Dew. Yeah. Mug. They have mug root beer. How are the shelves yeah. at Costco? Are they like pretty stocked? They were stocked, man. They had the back was like for the uh, the back is where deliveries come in and stuff, and so you can't normally get back there. And they were they were delivering like the toilet paper out from there because they sell a huge, huge thing of toilet paper. It's like forty eight rolls or something like that. Uh, but they were giving that out like wartime rations. Like you had to go up down this aisle, and then they would give you one. And then you could leave, and you weren't allowed to check out with more than one. Wow. It was like, it was so funny, man. I I think it's hilarious that that's the thing that's getting rationed out. Toilet paper. Toilet paper, of all things, you know. Then you go, because literally right in front of that is like the gourmet seafood, you know, and it's like filled with lobster tails and like (laughs) prime cuts of steak. 
it's just like filled to the brim, you know? Yeah. And people are like sweating it out because they can't get to the toilet paper. So funny, man. Gourmet cheeses, you know, like expensive cheeses. Mm, I like those cheeses. On the Costco online thing, I came across this. You could buy like a two to three hundred dollar caviar gift set. <laughs> just some jars of caviar. Whoa! See, that sounds that sounds. I would just do that just to have it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to keep it refrigerated or, or what? Is it shelf stable? I don't even. I no no man. I don't know. I'm not. That's out of my uh, price range. But uh, I think that's pretty funny that that's. Uh, like they got that stock that right now. Yeah, somebody needs during it. Like, yeah, especially during an emergency. Somebody imagine somebody like fills up their cart with those things. So like, I don't know. If, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know what to do. Well, they can't yeah. go eat at their fancy restaurants anymore, so they need to yeah, bring that to their home. If you're a person yeah. who can buy caviar, yeah, and you're getting caviar at the restaurant, you could go into withdrawal. It's vicious. <laughs> yeah. No, Costco's great. Everything's great, man. Technology. Somebody at my church was like, man, I'm so grateful this didn't happen 20 years ago. And that's so, like, hilariously true, you know? 20 years ago was what year? Like, the year 2000? Mm-hmm. You could buy, like, almost, like, nothing online in the year 2000, you know? Mm-hmm. You could get, like, some books. But that's when Amazon basically just sold books. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, I forgot about that. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Amazon was a bookseller. You would never buy, like, maybe if you were getting some specialty part or something, you would buy it on the internet, but you didn't get anything. Maybe tickets, you know? Yeah. Imagine, like, what would you do? Like, you can't, like, right now, you can order a whole grocery order on your cell phone by clicking on pictures, you know, and then just drive there and then put it in your car for you. Yeah. That's crazy. When I, in, two th- in the year 2000, I was 10. And you were 10, yeah. So you didn't care at all. I didn't care at all. No. You were like, is this... Uh, I was outside all the time. <laughs> is this Y2K thing going to affect my PS1? <laughs> yeah, I unplugged my PS1 at the stroke of midnight so it didn't get a power surge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was outside a lot. This, when do they think the next pandemic is coming? In 15 years? 15, well, 20 years? I don't know. The guy said COVID-24, COVID-25. Yeah. So I, that's like five iterations away from this. Yeah. So we'll have even better technology for that. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah. have like everybody's going to be 3D. We're all going to be holograms. Everybody's 3D. I was thinking, imagine if this is what brings us to a state where you're like end up in like those sci-fi movies where everybody is kind of like just lives in these cells and lives their whole life virtually, you know? Mm. Yeah, all of our meetings. Every every person you know is a Zoom call. Everything is Zoom. Zoom is like put into your brain, so you just Zoom. Every that's all you do. You're in a Zoom doctor's office, and yeah, you wear the ski every, goggles so that you it's like a computer screen in front of your eyes. Yeah, yeah, and that way nobody gets each other sick. You know. <laughs> yeah, you ever seen one of those? Uh, you ever seen one of those like do-it-yourself bike fixing stations on a recreational trail? And it's got like all those, all the tools are tied to it with cables. Yeah. That's what it would be like in the Zoom call thing. You'd have one of those in your pod and, uh, yeah. you know, the doctor could use one of those cables to take your temperature. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's right. They could do it. Yeah, they could do it like through uh, just like have some kind of robot thing. The doctor takes control of you 
control of the robot. Yep. You know? Yep. And then uh, slices you open or whatever. Yeah. Slices you open, takes your appendix out. And the thing is, you've, they've shot you through the, with like the right kind of drugs. So you don't even know what's happening. You just, Whoa. you don't even get off a Zoom call, you know? You're still like. You're still yeah. on it. You can choose Netflix shows about orcas. <laughs> That's right. You're watching the, that version of the Tiger King. The orca version of the Tiger King. Orca King. <laughs> yeah, Orca King. Yeah. Orca czars. Yeah. What happened to czars? Are czars still guys? Are they still out there? Uh, SARS the disease? No, like C-Z-A-R-S. Oh, SARS, the, like, the, uh, the emperors of Russia. Yeah, like Julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think the uh, Stalin killed them all. Hmm. I don't think you get to be a star, a czar under communism. That, I wonder though. Speaking of communism, is this uh, communism might be making a big comeback? We'll see. China back on top. You know, if they start manufacturing and stuff, yeah. Then uh, we'll like those old bad guys from the eighties are going to be back. They'll be the good guys. <laughs> yeah. They'll be, well, we'll get a lot of more uh, action movies, 80s style. Nice. Sylvester Stallone. Aviator sunglasses. Aviator sunglasses. Mullets. Fighting for freedom. Leather yeah. jackets. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Uh, what do you guys think is going to happen? Well, I have no idea. I, like... The, the whole, op, the, um, what do you call that? I don't know. Oh, the possibility for a vaccine. Mm. Yeah. Seems like they're giving us optimistic news regularly, like, oh, new option on a vaccine, new lead on a vaccine. This drug might be able to help with COVID. Yeah. And they're going to start trials and it's going to take six months or two yeah, yeah, yeah. years yeah, or yeah, yeah. Oh, they're going to fast track it it's going to take five months and three weeks mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. you just go okay so that's not a realistically um, like forthcoming event no right no 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 and, but today that I heard is, Wuhan yeah. is Wuhan has uh, lifted their lockdown yeah that was 11 Wuhan. weeks woohoo and now it's yeah. woohoo but I wonder if, yeah. I mean, it, there's still a possibility for it to come back there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that's, geez. That woo-hoo was a slow burn, man. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I think I just lost my train of thought. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. It's gone. We can rewind. What do you think is going to happen? Wuhan? Yeah, I mean, there's a possibility for the disease to come back, for the virus to come back. So even though people are going out, they're still going to have to practice good hygiene and keeping a distance and all that sort of stuff. Probably cut down on bat consumption. Yeah. They, every time I turn on the TV, they've got like the proper, or they've got like surgical masks on. Mm -hmm. So they've got tons of masks over there, man. And they all wear them. Well, but masks are being, I don't know if... Weren't masks pretty common around there before anyway? Yeah, I think that definitely 
I would say this. Uh, like two years ago, if you saw somebody wearing a mask in public, like at an airport, mm-hmm. about uh, 9.9 times out of 10, that's going to be an Asian. <laughs> yep. That's true. I mean, and I, I don't know if I saw news clips of like crowds in an Asian, like not in like a Chinese kind of uh, metro area, you wouldn't see a lot of shots of big crowds without people in that crowd wearing masks. Yeah, Whereas as here, right. that's a, that's really uncommon. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've started seeing people yeah, in cars. Yeah, there's a social thing. It's, over there, it's probably seen as polite. Over here, it's seen as rude, I think. Or it has, right. it's like previous to this thing, I think it was kind of seen as rude. It's kind of, kind of like, what, is our air not good enough for you? You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing. So, uh, I wonder if masks will become normal over here, though. That'd be interesting. Hmm. Well, yeah, imagine that, Imagine that's a global, that becomes like a global reality is just humans just wear these freaking masks all the time. Yeah. They have, that's the thing is like they have no, everybody's like, hey, let's go with the science. But the science doesn't have any good numbers like on a lot of these questions about like the effectiveness of masks. And they can say like, oh, yeah, they seem to be effective, but like can't say how effective. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, all these other things people want more information on. They're like, man, this is really a gray area, or like, it's uh, it could go either way. They're dealing with like such huge like margins of error in terms of their predictions and stuff. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But the other thing, the other thing with Wuhan, I think that they're able to go back. Like they do a hardcore screening of people. You know, like you carry around a, uh, an app on your cell phone that has a green square on it. And the only way that that app has a green square is if you've been tested twice, like within 24 hours and shown that you're negative and aren't, and you still like can't show symptoms before you go in a store and stuff like that. Oh, so they've upped so their testing of people. Yeah. Apparently, you know, is so, somebody checking these apps? Yeah. Before you go into a store or random checkpoints in the, in the street. There's people are checking. Huh. Whoa. Have you? Re- I, I just read Revelation yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever read that? The, re- the, uh, the Keanu Reeves version or like the Bible version? Uh, the Bible version. <laughs> yeah, no, I read them both. <laughs> yeah, Keanu Reeves one is called Constantine, I think. Oh, that's a movie. Yeah, that's true. I, well, I just read the book based on the movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not the other way around. I, not the other way around. Only books based uh, on I'm the movie. I'm currently writing a book based on the movie John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, in Revelation, funny. man, everybody gets these marks on their foreheads. So maybe that's where we're going to. We're all going to have a little mark on our forehead that says we're vaccinated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought it was going to be a six six six. Turns out it's just a green square. <laughs> it's a green V that says vaccinated. And it's on your iPhone. It's not on your forehead. Yeah, crazy. Well, that is about uh, about potentially was written to uh, critique imperialism and stuff like that, authoritarianism. Oh yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's today's news. Yeah. Still interesting, well, but I, I really I, I read it pretty closely, and I, I'm 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 buying the the critique of imperialism over the yeah, yeah. 
uh, it's telling you that Donald Trump is the Antichrist because it also told us that Barack Obama was the Antichrist and it also told us that George Bush was the Antichrist. So uh, he's 0 for 3 right now. Old John. But at at the same token, if history does repeat itself, although it seems pretty likely that it doesn't, (laughs) then uh, if it does repeat itself, then you might be able to pick up some stuff about the current state of affairs from previous groups that have walked through that journey. I'm just trying to figure out what comes next. Yeah. In the book, you mean? In Revelations? Um... No, yeah, well, there, but also, like, what's next in the world? What, what, what is the next? Uh, what's it look like? So, when you say, "How's all this going to end?" What I think is going to happen, I have no clue, man. It's such a mystery to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be the same as like when there was an outbreak of measles or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just it sucks for a while, and then they find a vaccine or people develop an immunity to it from you know getting it and getting over it, and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then future generations are vaccinated and the disease goes away. Yeah, for sure. So it might just be a couple years of this kind of suck and then we move on. Yeah. In that case, it's like society wins, basically, you know, like the human species, human culture wins. I wonder if there's like something that could come and human culture wouldn't win. Society would like crumble as we know it, you know? Well, what if they can't find a vaccine? Yeah, that could that could be a domino, you know, in the like collapse of the economic system and that kind of stuff. But uh, I don't know. I think it would have to be something bigger than this. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. That well, because so many people, like I know three people who, I actually know four people who are fairly sh- certain that they had COVID but have gotten through it. Yeah, yeah. But they had really minor symptoms. We're basically yeah. asymptomatic. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be a pile of people who get it and get through it and won't get it again, I think. Yeah. But I think it's... I've had it twice. <laughs> 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 I'm just joking. <laughs> and beat it twice. I think I beat it twice already. Yeah. You're going in for a third round. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those people are going to create, like, that's what they call the herd immunity thing. Yeah, yeah, but if 600,000 people in North America die from it, that's a pretty big yeah. chunk of population to just all of a sudden disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which has, I mean, the sad, the crazy, I don't know if it's paradox part, but the part, like, if a, we all know logically if a lot of people die, if a lot of people weren't on the planet, it might be better off. Yeah. Right. But yeah, because, yeah, yeah. because those people already exist, it's insensitive to say that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. It's getting pretty uh, pretty crowded, eh? I it's, just heard. My daughter asked our uh, Alexa today. She's like, Alexa, how many people on Earth? You know what Alexa says? 7.8 billion. Yikes. Wow. That's crazy. That's a lot. I remember when I was a kid, it was like 6 billion, you know? So it's gone up like almost 2 billion. Yeah, it, it, I forget the rate at which it doubles, but it doubles pretty quickly. Or it, uh, it, it we get a billion pretty quick. Yeah. And and as the number yeah. gets higher and higher, then we just get it even quicker. Yeah, it gets even quicker until you get COVID. But this won't even put a dent in it, really, in terms of, like, globally, millions no. of people. Well, six, 600 million compared to 7.8 billion, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that big. Yeah. 
see it'd be interesting, like what's going to happen in some of the, like the impoverished parts of the world, you know, where they can't do social distancing. There's all that kind of stuff. That's like a question in terms of like the global numbers. Right. And uh, I don't know. That's when they're predicting like the numbers on this thing. That's the area where like you're like, okay, you guys really you have some idea, but that's it. You know, like that's all you can say. Yeah. It's not that they have no idea, but they're just like they're really. It's a real shot in the dark for what they're like, how accurate their predictions will be. One of the wild things, like you talk about society crumbling, and like you mean it on like a like a how we function level. Like we're going to move into abandoned hotels and like survive yeah, by like street fights. Like what would you call this? This era or whatever is like technological. It's like the internet age of the internet and stuff. Yeah, you're I talking mean, like the internet crashes. Backwards. Yeah, the internet crashes. We enter into some new age. You know, that's, like, not better. Some dystopian, like, or we go back to some agrarian time or sustenance. It would be the post-digital analog age. Mm. Yeah, exactly. People are going around to, like, get the lithium out of iPhone batteries, scavenging. To make teeth with it. But I think it's pretty hard. This is my theory on that. Thanks to these hallucinogenics, I have a lot of theories. But uh, my theory on that is that there's so many people that have money at stake that uh, where like everybody is pulling in the same direction for a solution to like some of these problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a global pandemic helps nobody. Yeah, almost nobody. Mask makers. Mask makers are doing okay, but I think they. Even if you look at like 3M stock, it's down. It's not at its like 52 week high. You know, right? Mm-hmm. It'll do. It does better when everybody's doing better. That's just the way like the economy works and the economies of the world. Right. So where there's money, all the money is going to like go into solutions for this stuff. It's not going to be like a uh, I don't know. Uh, the compa- the competition is kind of like put to the side. It's not as detrimental, I think. Yeah, that's been that's been a like a silver lining in all this, right? Is that there seems to be a whole lot of collaboration. All like the thing I've been saying is like no one's going to go to war anytime soon. Is my that's my thought. I don't. I don't. Yeah. But it seems like we're all working we're together. Working. There's some there's some yeah, dirty stupidity here and there, like the whole no, like no masks being sent to Canada via Donald Trump yeah. kind of thing. That's a little bit yeah. silly, but... Uh, yeah, you get a little bit of that stuff. You get a lot less of the kind of, like, uh, outrage shaming of different things, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, hey, don't use this business because this, or, like, all that kind of stuff that was happening, like the social media anger. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Chad, like, Louis C.K., speaking of that, just released a special... What? Like, just put it out, like, a day, yesterday, I think it came out, or the day before, put it up direct from his website, and I haven't seen any outrage over it. Not any? You know what I mean? Hmm. Nothing, nothing. And he was like, so people don't have time to worry about the same kind of stuff, or they don't have the emotional capacity to worry about the same kind of stuff. Frivolous stuff. I mean... Yeah, it shows you what, what maybe is more important what is less important but when you're in that position when you're in like some kind of uh heated argument you think it is the biggest deal in the world you know yeah i don't mean to say frivolous stuff like i get louis ck uh is uh did some weird stuff um yeah and uh people's opinions on him are people's opinions but the the drive to go and be like so angry on the internet about something 
that is truly frivolous compared to a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it shows you like there's there's uh, respect. There's issues like of respect, dignity, worth, and then you get to issues of like life and death. You know, right? And sometimes it feels like uh, those other issues are life and death. But then when life and death comes, then you're like, oh, this is different. <laughs> this is real now. Yeah. It's the old uh, pyramid hierarchy of needs. Remember the hierarchy of needs? Yep. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a similar thing in what you have time to uh, worry about, complain about, all that kind of stuff, what you take for granted. Right. That you need to have your base needs. If you're physically secure, safe, you know, you feel like you have an in-group, you have social connections, then you can complain about a lot of stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to uh, just keep on stockpiling ammunition, I think, and I'm telling my church to do the same. (laughs) 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 Yeah. That's good, though. How do you you find the people in your church are uh, coping with it? Well, we have a pretty significant member of our community. Sorry, a pretty significant member of our community has it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and has been in the hospital. Like went into, They put him in a coma. His heart failed three times. He, oh, They then paralyzed him. They used med- medicine to paralyze him so his body would do less work. Right. And they've got, like, they've got him on a ventilator, and he's got to do, like, lung rehab now. No way, so he came out of it. He's he's not quite out of it, but uh, they're talking right, about like physio like, on his lungs while he's still um, out. But two weeks ago, he wasn't expected to live the weekend. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Wow. So I mean that that's been a, a pretty heavy um, that's been a burden right now in our community. I don't not like in a negative way, yeah. but you know what I mean. People have been For carrying sure. that. Um. But the folks, I'm like, I'm phoning people a lot, and people seem to be pretty good. I mean, there's some, like, family challenges are, are a challenge for people. Like, if you live in a place um, where it's not easy to live there because of conflict in the household, that's all just amplified yeah. right now, and that's a that's a challenge. But... For a lot of our seniors, like, we have a whole lot of retired people and a whole lot of seniors who are kind of in, like, um, like elderly living communities type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, they seem to be pretty fine. I mean, you know, it kind of sucks they can't see their grandkids and can't see their family, but a lot of, a lot of people I heard yeah. from today are, like, bacon, bacon pasca, they're bacon Easter bread, they're... Um, oh, okay, you know, they're dropping stuff off to neighbors and friends. Um, okay, nice. They seem to be in good spirits, and it's not too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I think knowing somebody definitely brings it closer to home. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, there's a, but like, this whole thing of social distance, in a sense, distances us from people that have it. Well, I mean, it's supposed to do that, but like, you don't, uh, even when you hear of somebody having it, you're just hearing about it. It's not like you see that person, 
you know what I mean? You talk to them or whatever. You're with them when they're going through what they're going through. Yeah. Everything is like kept at a distance. So it, it definitely like when you're at a distance seems less real, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. We did a funeral here uh, two weeks ago. And the I work with two other pastors. And so one of them was officiating. And he asked me if I could come and videotape it for the family. Yeah. And it was only like I heard there was only going to be 10 people coming, but it was actually 29 people showed up. But even still, even still. So there's like this is a huge family we're talking about. Um, And it was such a small turnout compared to what the family would have been had it had it been like normal times in the in the before time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it was just a very strange Event So they did the visitation at the graveside. So they opened the casket while it was sitting above the the grave hole. Mm -hmm. And they did a visitation right there. And so one person would come up and then then go and sit down. And then another person would come up. And it was pretty emotional. And you could tell it was very, I mean, it was people who, like, they had lost their mother and stuff. It was pretty raw. Right. And then the ceremony, they had the funeral director had put all the chairs out, you know, six or eight feet apart from every one of them. And so, you know, there was a a few people who were kind of standing a little too close for my comfort. But this was still even even before, even before, even before, before, like things really got serious as um, social distancing. Like it was still social distancing times, but it was kind of still new. Um, Yeah, right. But that that whole thing, like just the, and knowing that you know more people will die during this, and maybe not even from COVID, but from a car accident or from whatever, and yeah, just yeah, yeah. being in that position to have to tell people. And this is I'm I'm thankful that I'm not like our church funeral guy, um, yeah, because he's got to tell them like it's it's got to be immediate family only, and you can't have more than ten people here. Right. Right. And like how how difficult is that where Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're number ten you're number eleven and you're but you're still like this is somebody yeah, yeah, that you yeah. love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a really that's a really kind of bleak part of all this and, and especially when we're going through funeral preparations or at the funeral, like the whole weight of what COVID means is uh kind of surreal. Yeah, for sure, yeah. And for us, for everyday life, you know, it's, we're, we're pretty privileged right now. Like, we're not, I wouldn't say we're struggling over here. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. Like, they're so, I think our, in terms of society, we have such a, like, distance from death. Anyway, oh, yeah. like, even when it's fine, you know, death is, like, such a, and so during this, it's like, silent almost you know yeah. like you said if you're not in the inner circle like people could be passing away from like people that you know or whatever and it's just like when everybody comes out of this that person will be gone without uh chance to memorialize them or whatever yeah and i think that like after this is over and people can gather again um we're going to have to find like almost a new way of memorializing people. So whether that's getting together in a year to have an event celebrating this person's life with 
whatever it is, a slideshow or people giving speeches, whatever it looks like. Um, those will those will happen, I think. We're talking about at our church. We're talking about communion because we do communion on Easter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're talking about do we do virtual communion? And we've made the motion as pastors. No, we don't do that for some theological no, reasons. No hey. way. Oh, we're doing it. We're doing it at my <clears throat> church, man. Why? How? Uh, if you want me to talk to your pastors to tell them why they're wrong theologically, let me know. <laughs> Why do you think it's it's good? Why why are you going for it? Uh, because I think of what it is, what it represents. Communion, same root as common, right? Same root as community. Uh, so it's the practice of that. It's like the embodied practice of community, of the common, of that we're part of the same thing. So I would place, place less uh, importance on the elements, meaning like the bread and the wine, and them coming from the same place, and it obviously place less on the like geographically having to be present in the same room, and I would place more on the shared action, you know, that you're you're like doing the same thing at the same time. So the actual practice is held in common, even though somebody could be using Cheerios and somebody else could be using. Uh, granola bars and somebody else could be using bread you know mm-hmm. uh, it's in terms of like the actual act it's, it's happening together and for me the, the emphasis is on uh, being being in the same place so it's not it's not even about like the same bread and juice or wine or whatever. Interestingly enough, we have both juice and wine in our communion service. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people put like gluten free out there. Yeah, gluten free so. bread. <laughs> uh, for uh, for me, it's it's about being in the same place. And another another thing, like one thing I've added to that is we have to accept that right now we can't be in the same place, and so in my mind, we can't do this communion, but. Like Easter, so I've framed this whole season as this long Saturday between Good Friday and Sunday. Right. And in that time, we are, we do feel disconnected. Right. right? Whether that's from God, whether that's from each other, from the community yeah. as as it exists as one thing. And yeah. to to kind of really load anticipation into when this is over to instill this force of hope that says, Hey, this will end and we will get to eat again together. Mm-hmm. And right, right now we can't, but we will one day right. and we were, we're going to, we're going to go all out. Like everybody's getting two pieces right. of bread. Right. Unless the government takes the bread away. They're like, Hey, no more communion. No more bread. Because they'll be like, Oh man, we've been waiting for this. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I guess what you're saying. So we're, ours is going to go online like on Zoom, it's going to be a Zoom communion. Mm-hmm. So people will be like at least present in the same virtual space. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, philosophically, you could say, what is space anyway? What is place? You know, it's, uh, is it, it's your perception. I don't know. I'm trying to make this up so it sounds good. <laughs> it's your, per- yeah, no, listen, it's your perception. So therefore, if we are all perceived that we're in the same place, that's the same as being in the same place in the eyes of God. So that's here, pretty good, man. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, I guess that's all right. Um, well, but that's sort of gnostic, and like in that, like in the, like the physical world doesn't exist really. 
physical world exists. Uh, but you're just ignoring but you're ignoring the constraints it puts it. on you. No, no, yeah, I'm saying our access to it is through our perception. That's okay. the only access we have to the physical world. I right. think that's a true statement. I think that's a truism, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really see a difference between virtual communion and you know people deciding to do communion on their home like in their home at any other time because it's yeah. it's still the act where Jesus is giving that command like do this in remembrance of me. So there's no right. like there are times and spaces and places that we do that but like yeah. what if I wanted to have communion with Zach on Tuesday night why couldn't we? I'm not saying we couldn't. Uh, I'm saying well, you'd need, a, you'd need a, a, a priest to bless the sacraments. Yeah, I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> um, I'll take over here. The, I'm fine. I got this. Here's another hiccup. Here's another hiccup in our. We could do communion together. We could. Well, couldn't anyone? Yeah, for sure. Well, sure. If you yeah, open the scripture, point. Point. Yeah, yeah, you could open the Bible yeah. and read through that passage and take your Cheerios and your milk or whatever you decide, mm-hmm. whatever you have, and do that as a remembrance. But I, I would say you don't even need to do it. You don't even need to read the passage, you know, because that's like the ceremony in the church. But I don't think that this no. is a, Yeah, I think you're what right, though. Anybody could do it. I think, I mean, didn't you do a big project on the Eucharist? <laughs> I did, yeah. Yeah, with your poster board and stuff. Uh, wouldn't that be so funny if you had if we had to give our uh, papers from our MTS um, on Bristol, like Bristol board stuff, uh, children's <laughs> presentations? You know, <laughs> like, diorama. Here's a diorama of my paper on the last three verses of James. Uh, well, here, you know, here's one more hiccup in our communion thing, and I want to know what you think about this since you're pro. VC or virtual communion. Yeah, I'm definitely pro. Yeah. So we pre-record our services now mm-hmm. for better sound quality. Yeah. So can you consecrate bread and wine on Saturday right. and have people watch the video Sunday and expect that the bread at their house is going to be consecrated? Yeah, man, I would go, I would maybe go uh, Roman centurion servant here, you know? <laughs> go, you know? <laughs> Good work. Good work, Michael. <laughs> That's funny, man. The, uh, the time thing is interesting, though. So, oh, you're not going to do it. But if you were to do a communion, it would be recorded. It would be like whoever's officiating the service recording it. And later, people playing it and then taking the element right. at yeah. that time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think... Honestly, I don't think anything matters. Nothing matters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not the before time when we could argue about this stuff. I don't think... See, I don't I think, think stuff, nothing matters. I just think nothing's important. Yeah, I know. I know. I know what you mean. Uh, I think that for... Uh, the way you take communion, obviously, we're like a low, low church in terms of like uh, uh, having less of a, we're like more colloquial, you know, less liturgical, less formal liturgical in our church. So we like bend the rules on stuff anyways. 
you know, we're not like, hey, this is the way it needs to be done, like right. celebrating Advent or something like that. We sometimes do, we sometimes don't. Mm-hmm. So we can get away with some stuff. That and I think our congregation is like pretty flexible. Like they'll they'll be happy to do this. Right. Um, they don't get the idea of like, no, this is not how it's done. So it works for us. I think in other contexts that it could do be more troublesome than it is helpful. So that's another standard I would use is like, does it work for your congregation? Right. Yeah, I think both would work for our congregation. My personal conviction on it, though, is there's something there. The meaning is like a for me, the meaning lies in looking at the person next to you and handing them the bread and the wine. And and it's about Mm. that peace between us. Right. It's about the. You're talking about it as something being in common, like, and yeah, that's a piece of it, but another piece of it is the, um, you know, and that's why I could do it at home with, you could do it at home with your spouse or with your small group or your baseball team or whoever you're with, where it's like you're holding it in common, but you're also doing it with an acknowledgement that there's no, there's nothing between the two of you to prevent you from taking this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it doesn't say go and make your brother right uh, so that sounds like his your brother is like not in the same room with you um <laughs> no that's it that's when you lay your gift on the altar that's not when you're taking communion oh is it oh yeah well there's something in there it's something in paul's version one of paul's versions that's like hey chill out man chill out with your buddies before you do this that's my message hey is eugene peterson uh dead already right Eugene Peterson died like five years ago. Did he die five years ago? Yeah. <laughs> what? What were you going to say? That was his message translation. That's why. Oh, that was mine. Yeah. yeah I want to make sure go that chill out with your buddies. I got yeah. a, I got a funny story about Eugene Peterson. Yeah. It's not my story, but a friend of mine used to live in uh, Vancouver, I guess, near Regent College. Yeah. And he would be outside playing, like, ball hockey with his friends. And Eugene Peterson would, like, walk to his house from the school and would walk through their neighborhood. And my friend was told by his dad, that guy uh, made a paraphrase of the Bible, which the kid understood as that guy wrote the Bible. Right. And every time they saw him walk through the neighborhood, he'd be like, yo, that's the guy that wrote the Bible. (laughs) Yeah. That, I think, that little anecdote right there, that would kill for Christian audiences. Oh, man. Oh, the Christian comedy circuit would love it. (laughs) Yeah, here's it. Yeah, Paul Todd, he doesn't talk about, he goes, uh, when you come together, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let them eat at home, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's having to do with, like, wealth and stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not what I thought. Yeah, that's less about forgiveness what I was thinking. Was that 1 Corinthians 9? 11. Ah, 9-11. You get those mixed up sometimes. 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> Easy to do. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, listen, hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, all the best. Uh, during this time, during this, uh, you know what word we haven't used that I think everybody has to use is the word unprecedented. I think this time has been unprecedented and I'd just like you to know every business ever has said thinks the same thing that this is an unprecedented time yeah I keep calling it just a weird time 
Oh yeah, it's a weird time, but you can't put that if you're Canadian tire, you can't put that on your website. <laughs> <laughs>